What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. St. Bernard of Clairvaux, some say Bernard, he was born in 1090 and he died when he was about 63 years old. St. Bernard is a doctor of the church. He was a French abbot. He caused the formation of the Cistercian order. He had a life that was amazing and interesting, full of one adventure after another. So on a scale of one to 10, as far as a full, varied, adventurous life, he would hit 10. He will get his own show later. Today's show is about his mother, Elizabeth. She was probably the most influential person in his life. And she is the subject of our discussion today. You know, life doesn't always go the way we think it's going to go. We have our plans. Sometimes we even discern them. Like we've put some time in prayer and we've talked to spiritual director or our friends or our family, and we've discerned the right path for ourselves. And then it just doesn't, doesn't go that way. And that's what happened to Elizabeth. That's Bernard's mom. It didn't go her way. She wanted to live in the cloister. She wanted to be set apart for the Lord. She loved him at a very young age. And her father actually prepared her for that life. And I, I, we don't know why exactly, but it became necessary for her to marry. So she did against her will. It's not what she wanted. We know that, but we know that she was obedient and she got married. That can happen to people. I, I've spoken with priests before who say they'll give a conference or something and inevitably there'll be a man or a woman who's a mother and father married everything. And they'll come up and say, you know, I know now that I, I had a call to religious life and I, I didn't do it. I got married instead. And sometimes there's this yearning to go back to what you really wanted. I know that Zaley Martin, we're getting a little bit off track here, but it's the same kind of a story that St. Therese's mom, she also had the call or she believed she had a call to be a sister and uh, to live a religious life and, and work for the poor. But she was rejected outright without even much discussion or anything. She met the mother superior. The mother superior said, you do not have a vocation and sent her out the room. She ended up getting married and she had her family and her husband. And that's where we get St. Therese. That was her mom. But in her life, she would often look back when things got really hard. At one point she had, had given birth, you know, eight times 
and four of those children had died in infancy or and one at five years old. So, you know, then St. Therese was the ninth. But she would look back sometimes and long for religious life because her own sister had become a sister and, and they were in correspondence. And life was difficult for her and she'd long for that. But then she would reject that. No, this is where I'm at. And these children wouldn't exist if I weren't here in this married state. And I am about God's will right now where I'm at. And this is what I was saying that the priest who, who meets men and women who say, you know, I had a call to religious life and I didn't do it. It's like where you are right now, that's God's will for you. If you married and maybe you were supposed to be a priest and you got married instead, well, be the best husband you can be. Or if you were a wife, be the best wife you can be. Embrace this vocation that, that you have now and the longing, the temptation to wish it had been another way. This just doesn't get us anywhere. Regret just doesn't get us anywhere. It serves no useful purpose. Anyway, Elizabeth, she got on with her life, Bernard's mom, and she did not regret the decision, even though she came to it against her will. She was deeply respected by her husband, and he left the religious training up to her so that she could form her children. Elizabeth had six sons and one daughter. Bernard was the third born, and she was a deeply religious woman, and so she had a dream when she was pregnant with Bernard, and it really disturbed her. She had a dream that there was a white dog in her womb, and it wouldn't stop barking, and it disturbed her. She didn't know what to make of it. So we can think, this is not the first time the dog in the womb thing has been dreamed of. Dominic's, St. Dominic's mother also dreamed that she, actually she dreamed she gave birth to a dog who had a flame in his mouth and he, you know, a torch in his mouth and he took this lit torch and set the world on fire. That was her dream. But Elizabeth's dream wasn't quite so clear. It wasn't quite so comforting. This, this was a white dog that just kept barking. And so it really troubled her and she went to seek spiritual counsel for this. And she went to see a holy man who was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And he told her, fear nothing. You shall be mother of a child who, like a faithful dog, shall one day guard the house of the Lord and bark loudly against the enemies of the faith. For he shall be an excellent preacher. And with his healing tongue, he shall heal the wounds of many souls, unquote. So then she felt a lot better about that, you know, and she considered her children sacred deposits committed to her. And so her husband was involved in military and things like this, and he really wanted his sons to follow in his footsteps. But he did leave the training to the to the children, to her. And in her lifetime, she won over Bernard for sure. He he was he loved the Lord so much because of her. Her her passing is really beautiful because he was still just only 20. So he's a third born. So there's there's there you know there's kids after that are younger than him and then there's there's two that are older when she passes away. And so this is how it went down. Every year on the feast of St. Ambrose, she used to throw a banquet, 
a big banquet. And at this banquet, she would invite all the clergy. And it was just this a yearly feast that they looked forward to. Well, because she was so close to the Lord and in love with him, it had been revealed to her that he would take her on St. Ambrose's feast day. And so she would talk about it at the table with her kids and her family. Just just real matter of factly, like this is what I'm going to be. God's going to take me. And, and she was completely at peace with it. So in line with wanting the Lord's will for herself and for her family that she she wasn't worried about them. She knew that the Lord had this. He's in control. And if it's my time to leave this world, you know, it's my time to leave this world. We think of, of St. Joseph that way, too, you know. When it was his time to leave, he left. Tradition teaches us that St. Joseph was in line with the Lord's will when, when he was called away, when he's called home. And we think, wow, because some people, you know, their will, they want to stay there. And it's a lot to trust the Lord with your family. Elizabeth trusted the Lord with her family. Anyway, they prepared for the feast as usual. And the clergy were invited and everything. And then the night before, she had a, a, a terrible fever. And then she, she was getting sick really rapidly. And then the next day on the feast, all the priests were there. And she prayed with them and um, had her last confession and had the last rites. And she was praying praise to the Lord as her spirit left her with everybody in the room, her family and all these clergy who were there for that feast of St. Ambrose. And what happened to Bernard after this was that he went through a real time of testing and searching. He was so close with his mom. She was kind of like his compass. And it's almost like she really needed to get out of his way so he could go closer to the Lord and get, get his you know marching orders, so to speak, from the Lord. And he went through what we would call a time of testing where the world tested him, his dad and, and all the things that the world could offer him. And then he went through a melancholy time where he was really down and didn't know what to think and what to do. And then he was going to, um, he was on horseback and he is, is, you know, several months had gone by and he was on horseback and he was on his way to see one of his brothers at a castle, his older brother. And he heard these words. Come to me, all you that labor and are burdened, and I will refresh you. Take up my yoke upon you, and you will find rest for your souls. That's from Matthew uh, chapter 11, verses 28 and 29. And he heard this interiorly. Bernard, young Bernard, 20-year-old Bernard, riding on his horse, he heard this. And so instead of going to his brothers, he stopped first at the nearest church and he prostrate himself before the tabernacle, before our Lord at the altar. And he just wept and wept and wept. And what's interesting about that is that he, he speaks about this, that his tear, his heart was frozen is how he would explain it later. This was like this big conversion experience for him. His heart was frozen and his tears, with his tears, the Lord melted his heart. And he received the vision and the plan for what the Lord had for his life. And of course, that is for another show because it's an amazing life. So we know that sometimes life doesn't shape up for us 
as we believe it should, even if we've discerned his will. But like Elizabeth and like Zaley, we need to embrace where we're at right now, the vocation the Lord has given us. And then, like Bernard did, we prostrate ourselves before the Lord and we say, what is it that you have for me? Melt this heart of ice. Help me to know what it is you have for me. His mother did. She was such a beautiful person. If you read about Elizabeth's life, she was always giving alms to the poor. She never wore the clothes and the and put on the jewelry and things that of her time. She just lived a very holy life. In the end, Bernard goes to the monastery with all his brothers, actually. That's a whole nother story. I'll tell you about that later. I can't wait to share his, his life with you. But for now, we are grateful for the story of his holy mother and know that you, you holy mothers out there, fathers, teachers, sisters, brothers, we have an influence on others more than we know. Elizabeth had no idea what would come after she left this earth. And neither do we. It's been my pleasure to be with you today. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Omdurko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org.